Good morning, everyone. Reverend Phil Dickey here at White Rock United Methodist Church. Thanks for joining us for the Sunday sit-down today. We're thrilled that you are here and joining us before worship gets kicked off. We're going to have a, another conversation this morning about Lent and rituals. And this morning, I've asked uh, a neighbor to come by and join us. Uh, Rose Danny Ortiz is here to, to join us. She's actually the lead pastor at Casa Linda Church, which is just up the street from us, right? Yes. You we're are just so close. <laughs> so close to us here, which I love that. And I love the, the connection here in East Dallas. So thanks for taking the time to come and join us and be a part of the Sunday sit down. Yes. Um, I mentioned you before, we were doing kind of this, this whole series around Lent and rituals. And uh, first of all, I just want to know what was your, what was your faith background growing up and what kind of rituals played into the faith that you had growing up? Yeah. So I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay. I've been here in Dallas almost five years. And since I got here, you know, I went to Casa Linda. So it's like my cool. home church I here. And I grew up Methodist in Puerto Rico. My dad was a Methodist. Well, he still is Methodist. <laughs> was and still is. Yep. Yes. And uh, my mom is Catholic. Okay. So when they, you know, decided to get married, they decided to raise us as Methodists and my whole family from my dad's side are Methodists. So we moved a couple of times growing up. At the beginning, we were attending the Charles W. Dress uh, Methodist Church in Guayama City. That's the city that I grew up. That's the city where I received my first call to ministry in a vacation Bible class, you know, yeah. uh, summer. And and then we moved to Ponce City and we started to attend the Methodist church there in the downtown. Then we moved to Juanadia City. Uh, it's just the neighbor city. Sure. And I started going to another Methodist, but in the next city beside Juanadia's okay. Coamo, because my dad had a friend who was a pastor there and we went they are at church, but I didn't go, you know, every Sunday because mm-hmm. I was an athlete. So I grew up as a swimmer athlete. Okay. So, you know, as sports goes every other weekend, totally. you have competitions and, yeah. and that's how I grew up. So every time we had chance, we went during the week and mm-hmm. on Sundays. And we, what my favorite part was that if we went to Guayama City where my family was, um, and we visited them after church, we all gather in the house and have our meal together yeah. and share, you know, how our updates in life and how was church and stuff like that. Sure. And I loved going to Sunday school class too. And I remember when I was little, how um, I, I was like taking care of little children when I was four years old, <laughs> <laughs> helping the other nurses workers. So it yeah. was just a lovely time that I had growing up in the church. And as far as of traditions for Lent, um, we were not that participate a lot sure. um, as many perhaps other kids were as mm-hmm. I, I was growing up. Well, I wondered if your mom was Catholic, you know, like did yeah. she have that kind of like that well, ritual piece that she yes, had Yes, like to? we ate, like when it was eating fish only. Yeah. Like we got to eat fish. <laughs> okay. And I didn't like that much, <laughs> even though Puerto Rico is an island, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. there's seafood everywhere but i didn't love that much but we you know following my mom's tradition we ate fish and we had um she didn't attend catholic church she attended with us so i think in her heart she's methodist (laughs) she doesn't know it she doesn't know it yet that's funny was there a big difference between methodism in puerto rico versus here i 
didn't feel that so. Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't feel that that much difference. Uh, of course, there were some things that at Casalinda I didn't experience as much, perhaps as in Puerto Rico, more traditional, mm -hmm. like uh, singing more hymns. Uh, from the Hispanic hymn in the United Methodist Church because we use those United Methodist uh, hymnals. Yeah. So more like hymnal songs, I didn't experience that here. Yeah. Uh, I, and more like traditional stuff that I didn't see or, you know, pastors wearing their colors mostly yeah. all the time. In Puerto Rico, they use that a lot um, as part of their, sure. you know, how they dress up. So. Not with not not bandanas and t-shirts like I'm no, rocking today. No, <laughs> it's so different. Right. Like at the beginning, uh, I remember when I was in a in Cuomo's church, the pastor there didn't wear collar, but I was got you know used to seeing pastors wearing collars, yeah. and I didn't see her, and I was like, hmm, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of weird for me. Then I got used to it. And then when I came here, most of the pastors don't wear right. collar, you know, don't dress up, especially for around Hispanic churches. So sure. it was it was fun. Do you have any desire to wear a collar? I do. Do you? I do. I got to be honest. Sometimes I want to just to like, I don't know. There's something cool about it. I, I think. know. It, it like, especially like two weeks ago, we lost a member in our church mm -hmm. and you know, they never met me and I'm young. Yeah. And that's like, mm, perhaps it will be good if I wear a collar just to represent who I yeah, am. And, sure. you know, but I didn't. And, you know, everything went well. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really have that desire. Still like it. picky. It's like, mm, do I buy one? It's not too, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I saw one the other day. I was like, do I want to get I'll just hold off. I'm going to hold off. But. but because I got used to see those and I know what it represents yeah. and now I, I am in that position and now as lead pastor now, my first experience being a pastor yeah. um, is like, hmm, I really want to too. <laughs> also, congratulations. Like that's such a, Thank you. a great, like I know you're finishing at Perkins and so you got a lot going on right now. Yes. You have a family, right? Yeah, I have a daughter of two years old. She just had her birthday <sighs> on it. January, That's so it's so cool. just recently, um, and just to share also, like, um, just this week, as I shared with you on the phone, um, she was just diagnosed with autism. Sure. Right. So we have been dealing over six it's months with her behavior a lot. Yeah. Now it explains a little bit of her background and just this week, you know, trying to figure out how we can yeah. help her. And it's a lot, you know, it's with the school, lot. with the church all the organization, yeah. preaching and all that. But, you know, God always provides the wisdom mm -hmm. and, and you know, the help that we need through people, through strength to yeah. overcome everything that we may face. Sure. Well, and then on top of all the things you just listed, also we're in the middle of a pandemic still, right? Yes. So I would love to, let's let's look there for a minute, right? We, You guys have been in a, a pandemic for a while. It's just like the rest of us. And so yes. what does that look like for you at Casa Linda and the church? And how has that affected your Lenten practices? Yeah, so at Casa Linda, it has affected a lot, especially our financial sure. aspect in our church. As many people know, you know, when you work in a community, Hispanic community, um, that don't have always the ability to support the church yeah. as they want to. It's hard to, you know, maintain the church expenses. Sure. And with the pandemic, it's even worse. Yeah. So uh, 
I think it was last year when we became a, a missional church yep. instead of just because we are not sustainable. Um, we need help. Yeah. We need help all that we can. And since I uh, got the opportunity to be lead pastor, I have been working hard, you know, to spread the word to other uh colleagues and other churches of mm -hmm. how they can partner with us yep. because we really need our you know the financial support to continue to the ministry sure. and Casalinda is about to have their 70 year anniversary this May wow that's cool yes and we want to continue to help our community to help you know bring the resources that the community around us need. Like we have Aspire, which is yeah. a program that helps people to learn English, mm -hmm. to finish high school degrees, to study for the citizenship test and everything. And we want to continue to help Aspire being in our building, sure. they use our building. But if we're not there, you know, where, where do they, they go? Yeah. Um, and that's one of our ministries, strong ministries, uh, thanks to Shana, who, who is the administrative of that area and Aspire. And cool. we just want to continue to help our community as much as we want. And of course, it has been very different this year. Yep. Um, and, you know, the church has been affected, but also the families that are at Casa Linda also have been affected sure. uh, through all of this financially. Mm -hmm. And it's just, we just launched a Lent challenge uh, that we invite other people to give even more yeah. this season. And we know that the families at Casa Linda have been having a hard situation. And if we want to help them, we need the help of others too. Sure. So we're trying to spread the word about it and we're trying to be hopeful. You know, um, when we had our charge conference with Owen last year, mm -hmm. uh, um, he says that he, it has been one of the hopes, hopeful churches that he have been with okay. as we talk about our situation. Yeah. We haven't lost our hope. We haven't mm -hmm. lost the vision that God has called us to be there, that God has called us to serve the community and that we're going to do whatever we can, you know, yeah. serving physically, giving our hands to work if we cannot monetarily. So everything that we can to serve our community, to yeah. reach out people, especially Hispanic people, to turn to God's way, you know? Yeah. So it, it has been very hard, uh, but I'm just thankful that some way or another, God has been providing, yeah. um, and it's just how God works. I love that. You, you mentioned this idea of a missional congregation. Uh, if you if people don't know who are, are joining us right now, in the Methodist Church, specifically in our conference, there are some some churches who are just who are viewed as missional congregations who yeah. can't sustain themselves currently. Yes. And so the conference steps in and says, we'll support you as a mission, a missional outreach, basically. Yeah. Um, and so then, like you said, other churches will kind of come in and take part in that as well. And so, um, like, I, I've heard other churches who have said, well, we're never going to have, like, a specific his Hispanic ministry at our congregation here, at our location. So instead, we're going to make sure that we support whatever, like, yes. like Casa Lena Church, whatever, because we just, like... Where I came from over in Highland Park, I knew there's another church in Highland Park that in Park City that did the same thing. So yeah, and uh, and right now we're just starting to be a missional church, so we don't yeah. have partner churches yet. Right. 
uh, we're looking for the, sure. for those. So we hope that if someone you know sees this conversation yeah. and wants to be partnered with our church, sure. we will lovely to totally. have them. Yeah. Yes, and and to help us to continue do ministry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know we we say here at White Rock all the time, like we want to live local, right? Like yes. and that's like you said, we're well, right up the street, and so. Um, not exactly sure what our partnership is going to be going forward, but I love the opportunity to talk and to figure that out, right? Yes. That, um, you are right up the street from us and we're right up the street from you and that we're all living here in the same community and we want to have each other's back, whatever yes. that may look like. So. And that's something that I loved from the, you know, from the Methodist church in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. They are so in community and so connectional. And that's yeah. something different from what I have experienced here in the United States. Like uh, in Puerto Rico, they do even volleyball tournaments together. Awesome. Uh, they do health fairs yeah. and they share the event with three, four churches together. Sure. They, you know, they said, okay, this year we will do it in this church, next year in this church. Yeah. And, but they help together. And that's something that I look forward to, to, to see if we can build that relationship with yeah. Casalinda that way, that we can grow together as disciples of Christ, but also that we can work together to reach more people. Yeah. Yeah. especially our Hispanic uh, community that it's so big in this area. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and you're right. We, we talk a lot about in Methodism being connectional and, and, yeah. and sometimes we are often yeah. when it's convenient for us, you know, yes. like, um, but other times we, we really do, we lean on one another yes. and that's the important part that we have to continue to, to get back to that aspect yes. and not lose that connection. Yeah. Don't lose that. So, well, okay. You mentioned for Lent, like you had this Lenten challenge. Are there, are there practices, rituals, things you're doing at Casa Linda or for you and your family maybe yeah. also that are. Yeah. So, um, right now we have, we are planning, uh, week of prayer and fasting wow. that starts this Monday as okay. part of our Lent. So in the past, we have gathered and met in person each day from Monday to to Thursday that week, and we finished with a vigil. Okay. Uh, that vigil started like at 7 until 12 a.m. <laughs> wow. It was a long vigil of yeah. prayer, worshiping God, and all that. This year, it will look different. Yeah. Um, last year, we didn't do it because of the pandemic started, you know. Right. But this year, we're going to do the Monday to Thursday online a time of prayer, we will live stream from our sanctuary. Cool. Then on Friday, we will have a vigil in person, keeping so, you know, distant. Right, totally. Of course. Yep. Uh, we are trying to do it two hours tops. Wow, okay. Um, so, so limited, not one hour because it's too little for a vigil, you know. Yeah, yeah. Our hearts needs more worship. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So at least two hours. It's a happy medium, right? Yeah. Yeah, a happy medium of that. Um, but we're just excited to have that. And what better way living in a pandemic that us together in a faith community you know, render our hearts to God this way in prayer and fasting together as a community, not just as an individual, because, you know, in Lent season, sometimes you do a challenge by yourself. You fast sure. in something, maybe yeah. food, maybe mm -hmm. social media, maybe, you know, whatever sure. you feel that you need to fast. Yeah. But it's so important to do it as a community, mm -hmm. to have that time together and and you know, be together in prayer. And that's what we're going to do uh, next week. So we're very excited about it. 
in the past, uh, when Pastor Flor Granillo was in a uh, path one intern at Casalinda, mm -hmm. she began to encourage also uh, the congregation to do a fasting for 40 days. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. um, this, this year, we didn't encourage that yet. But what we did is that I sent out weekly readings every Monday with daily devotional kind sure. of thinking and questions about that reading that we're reading over the week. And of course, encourage people if you feel good to fast, um, as we have done in the past. Yeah. But, you know, since the pandemic is different, everything is different this everything year. Everything <laughs> is different, right? I know. Who would have thought last year we'd still be here? Here, right? I know. Yeah. yeah, but we're excited to celebrate that. And for Holy Week, we'll bring him back Palm Sunday. Uh, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back Palm Sunday. Yes. Okay. What's that uh, look like? So we don't know yet. Okay. We are planning. Uh, it will be my first experience of Palm Sunday. I never saw it before. Okay. So I'm reaching, you know, searching, yeah. looking videos of how Palm Sunday looks like. Uh, but our our elderly in our church are so excited for Palm Sunday because they haven't seen it for so long. Um, so we are just excited to bring some traditions back this Holy Week yeah. and continue the traditions like sunrise service. And like I was sharing before we begin the conversation that on sunrise service after we're done, the Casa Linda used to gather to wait for our service at 11 sure. to have breakfast together mm -hmm. and fellowship. And because of the pandemic, you know, it will be different. Yep. But I'm planning, oh, maybe we can do it outside. But, you know, as every year, you never know what will happen that day. Is it going <laughs> to rain? Is it going to snow? Is there going to be a tornado? Who knows? Who knows? We're in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. So right. let's see if the weather permits, we can do and have that yeah. fellowship together as we used to. I, as you were talking about that, I... I think I miss sharing meals together the most. Yes. Like if I really had to say what I miss the most about all of this, it's, it's sharing meals with people. Yeah. And that's as a church. I think it's as like a family, as an individual. I just, I miss that time together. Yeah, and it's what Jesus did. Right. There's something biblical about that. It's yeah. something biblical, you know. <laughs> As Methodists, we love food. We love our food. But we follow Christ, you know. Yeah, that's right. We love food too. That's and right. it was at a time of a table that, you know, mm. there are holy conversations as we grow in discipleship. Yeah. It's one of the favorite things. And as Hispanic community, it's one of our favorite things. Like I share, mm. I love when I, after church, we gather as a family right. and have our meal. Yep. Um, so it's just something that we miss so much. And yeah. I want to give a little bit back of, of that experience, at least for this Holy Week. Sure. I love that. Yeah. Well, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I hope so. You're going to do it. <laughs> well, again, I'm excited for whatever partnership we have going forward. I look for, I know again, we're down the road. Let's, yeah. We're going to figure out how that, what that's going to look like. And I'm thrilled about it. Thanks so much for coming this morning and being with us and giving us your time. And yes. we're, we're praying for you. We're encouraging all the work that you're doing at Casa Linda. And we'll look forward to that partnership. Thank you. Yeah. And I will pray that you guys continue to do the amazing work that you do in this community mm -hmm. and looking forward to how to partner together yeah. and serve our church, you Vo know, serve our community. Volleyball here. tournament. I love that. You said, yes. I'm like, volleyball. Let's, let's have a volleyball let's tournament. That sounds amazing. A, volleyball, a soccer <laughs> tournament. Totally. You know, let's do it. 
anything. I love it. It's just to have fun, to create and build relationships with each other. That's how we can know each other. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Rosani, thank you so much. Y'all, thanks for joining us so much. We'll be back in a few minutes for worship. I feel like we need food now, right? Like we need to gather at a table somewhere. So go grab some food before worship begins and we'll pretend like we're sharing a table together. So we'll see you in a couple minutes.